We've been having fun this month recalling birth stories. We've been encouraging people to think about the birth of your children, and we all have a story, don't we? And we want to do so because our Bible provides us some unique birth stories. And those stories are in the scriptures for a purpose. They're intended to explain to us how God came into our world. This month we've titled our message series, God Gives Birth. And we've been pointing out that not only did God come into our world as a human being like you and I, but he came to this world as a baby, as a vulnerable baby in the midst of this challenging world. And that teaches us some very important things. Now, today's scripture comes from the Gospel of John, which doesn't have any historical details about Jesus' birth, but it shares the idea that Jesus' birth is a cosmic event intended for all persons and to impact every person on earth. John's purpose throughout his gospel, as well as here, is to point out the difference that that birth makes in our lives. And he uses language and symbolism that would have connected with the Greek-speaking Christians of his day. Let me share with you from the first chapter of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Well, God coming into our world as a baby does teach us a number of things. We've talked this month about how babies, when they come, they change everything. Cause us to change our lifestyle and to create new priorities. We've also talked about how babies, in some miraculous ways, brings people together. We talked about how that first Christmas, that Christ child, brought together so many people, Joseph and Mary, to become that special family that, that ushered in the Son of God safely into this world. Mary and her cousin Elizabeth, who lived miles apart and were so different in ages, and yet... Their births coincided, and some 30 years later, John the Baptist would baptize Jesus. And then also, he brings together the lowly shepherds and the wealthy magi from the east to declare that this child is for all persons of all stations in life and all places in the world. Babies do bring us together. But I want to talk tonight about how babies define us, how they change us to the point that we see ourselves differently. This week on Monday, my daughter Kelsey gave birth in Evansville to a new grandchild for me. Very special week for me. And as we talked in the hospital, we described, they described for me how different this birth, which is their second birth, is so different from the first one. Because everything was so new, everything was so challenging, they were being redefined in that first birth. 
because of that, they have a lot of nervousness. And, and babies do that to us, don't they? They do redefine us. Not only do we have all that new responsibility, but we also begin to see ourselves differently. We, we feel grown up in a, in a new way. And we now have the responsibility of shaping a life. And not only do those babies redefine parents, you remember that, you remember that feeling? All those insecurities that came? And if you've been a parent for very long, you know that babies not only redefine you, but as a parent, you find yourself doing those things that you promised that you'd never do that your parents did to you, right? They expose all of our insecurities. And babies not only redefine parents, they also change those of us who become grandparents and now have that fun of spoiling those kids. They create aunts and uncles who love going out and buying all those new clothes. And they even redefine big brothers and sisters who now have to share in a way they did not do before. And I want to suggest to you that the Christ child came to redefine us as well. The scripture alludes to it. It says, but to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. He gave power to become children of God. Think of a time when you were pleased to be somebody's child. Maybe it was when your parents shared something that they were proud about you. Maybe it was when someone was talking about your parents and sharing their reputation. I, I've had people here in Noblesville that knew my father from work and had good things to say, which certainly brought a lot of pride. Maybe it comes when they just simply have this a way about them that always lets you know that you are unconditionally loved. Or maybe you experienced that when you celebrated their life at their funeral and you lifted up all the traits and values they've passed on you and given you that legacy. For some of us, it happens with people besides our parents. I remember Rod and Mary Hauswald people from my congregation that I served for some 16 years. They had, in my mind, the healthiest family I've ever known. They had three wonderful children they had a great relationship with, had good relationships with their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, and yet they still had lots of love beyond that. They treated my own children like their grandchildren. And Ron Housewell was this tall person who was strong yet full of compassion, I used to love how he'd come up beside me and he'd stick his arm around my shoulder and say, how's Jerry doing? And when he asked that question, he was looking for a genuine answer. He, he didn't want any of this fine stuff. He, he wanted to know how you were really doing. I felt honored to be part of their extended family. So hold that feeling for just a little bit. And recall those times in our lives when sometimes life challenges us to the point that something new describes us and perhaps even defines us. If you struggle with alcohol or any kind of addiction, you know what I'm talking about. If you're still struggling with that addiction, then not only does that describe you, but it defines you. It controls you. If you've lost someone to suicide or a child way too soon or you're recently widowed, then you might right now feel defined by that loss. 
because that piece of you now is missing that's been such a big part of your life for so long. If you're the parent of a child that's got developmental needs or has struggled with a major illness for some time, it's taken so much time and energy that it has not only described you, but it has defined you. Or maybe you've been fired or just simply laid off or you've gone through a bankruptcy and that failure, at least for a time, has defined you. In my own life, my mother in my early elementary years attempted suicide. I've got this vivid memory of my father coming home. My older brother and I were home alone in the house and dad came in and had to explain what my mother had attempted to do. I didn't realize it at the time, but that experience defined me. It was many years later that it took some counseling to come to grips with that so that it would not any longer define me, but just simply describe me because it is part of my life experience. David Lowe suggests to us that all of us have experiences like this, some kind, at some point in our lives, and they can describe us or if we allow them to, they can define us. And he suggests we need to make that distinction and realize that, yes, both good and bad experiences come in our lives, both triumphs and tragedies. But what really matters, what is of ultimate importance, is what God does. Because when God comes into our world, when he sends his child into our world, he has declared that this world is his and everyone within it is of infinite worth. When that Christ child comes into our world, he has come, as it suggested, to make us children of God. And therefore, anything that's happened in our lives does not have to any longer define us because what God has done is definitive. Yes, they will always describe us. It's part of our life experience, but it doesn't have to define us. So this Christmas, I hope that you'll let God give you a gift. Remember the scripture. Memorize it, if you will. Look it up. Write it down. Put it on your mirror. Make it your mantra, whatever it takes. Would you repeat it with me today? But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Through this child, God has made us his children. Through this baby, we are all children of God. Let's pause and pray for the light that we will share with one another in just a little bit. Let us pray. Let us be still in the darkness of our sacred space. Let us feel the warmth of our community, knowing we are not alone. For in the quiet shadow is the glow of life within all. Let us know in the darkness the gift each candle bears, a small flame, yet the wondrous gift to ignite another's glow. Let us be in awe at this moment as we each take up the flame and the light envelops this room as hope for peace and goodwill fill this night, so may it be. Amen.